0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech fan podcast number 246. I said that a week ago, David, and it was actually 245. It's so hard to keep track. It is. and Well, not really. I open up a freaking webpage, and it's right there. It's
1: hard for us to keep track because we don't bubble.
0: But I didn't number it correctly in the show notes and on the website and all that. Yeah. I just... Oh, you know, maybe you should have just owned it
1: and been consistent
0: <laughs> Just going right to 247? <laughs> yeah, Exactly, <laughs> we could have just skipped one <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: probably wouldn't have been a bad idea <laughs> I've been kind of busy this whole week So I haven't really kept up with a lot of what's going on in the tech world But a little thing that I found that I, I'm going to pull it up Uh, uh Yeah, there it is So we're going to go back in time a little bit, David. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the 80s, mid to late 80s, I had a Nintendo Entertainment System, or effectually nowadays known as the NES. It was the first video game that Nintendo released. When, Whenever I think of this one, I always think of the little robot accessory they had. Robbie the Robot, absolutely. yeah. I never had a Robbie. I never... Got, no. When I, when I, by I, the time I got an NES, they didn't come bundled anymore. Yeah. But but I remember just seeing the ads for them and thinking, wow, that's really weird that they
1: put a robot in with a console.
0: Well, you, you got to remember, this was right after Atari pretty much imploded and took the yeah. video game, the entire video game industry down with them. Yeah. You know, Coleco was gone, Activision was gone for the most part. Or not Activision, um... In television, Mattel. Yeah, in television, Mattel. And, uh, you know, it, it, people were kind of looking at video games as a fad from the late 70s, early 80s. Arcades are still doing okay, but they were on a decline, too, because Mortal Kombat hadn't come out yet. Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter were the two games that kind of resurrected the arcade in the 90s, late 80s, uh-huh. early 90s. So when Nintendo came out with the NES, it was kind of a dark time for video games. And I didn't buy one right away because, like a lot of other people, I thought video games had been a fad. Something we'd look back on and go, oh, remember how crazy and weird that was? Well, one of my favorite video games for many, 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 many years was actually released on the NES. Now, as you know, David, I am a fan of American football, specifically the Detroit Lions. And I, you know... Th- that was my game. Well, at the end of the at the end of the eighties, uh, Nintendo released a game called. Uh, technically, I don't think it was Nintendo who released it. I can actually look it up instead of guessing. Uh, it was released by Tecmo, and it was called well, appropriately enough, it was called Tecmo Ball. And it was a, a pretty simplistic video game. Uh, you play offense, defense. It's a side scroller. Yeah, two plays on offense and two plays on defense. But I love that game. Especially in eighty nine. I mean it 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 was great. It came out initially in eighty seven though. But a lot of people my age have very fond memories of Tecmo Ball. So this i um, I I'm not I'm not familiar with this game, but it, I see it originally it was an arcade game, and then this was a it was never a great it. Arcade game. I don't know anybody who has big fond memories in the arcade. It 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 came into its own on the NES. Yeah, I mean,
1: football was always. I always thought um, American football was a great. It was a great match for video games, much more than many other sports. I, mean, I don't know. There was baseball and basketball and that sort of thing, but I always thought American football really worked because because you really needed to see the the pitch from very high up yes even if the graphics are very simplistic you can kind of see what's going on and the actual gameplay which is you know you have to get a ball past a group of guys and you can either throw it over them or you can rush it through them kind of is very suited to even relatively low resolution graphics it i was. remember what was the um what was the arcade one i think this came out before Tecmo Bowl, with which was the one where you were playing american football but it was with robots do you remember that one? The Atari I one? I do. I mean, I don't, that was the one that I played a lot of, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I can understand how you could
0: kind of get a big thing for a, for an American football game. So I really liked uh, Tecmo Bowl on the NES. I played it for... It's probably the one NES game that I played more than any other. And <laughs> that includes Mario or Zelda or any of those games. You know, I'd have... You know, 20 minutes to play a video game, I'd sit down and I'd I'd play a, a game of Tecmo Bowl. And what was really cool is you can go through an, a regular season, and because there's no saves necessarily on the NES, at the end of each game it would give you this code. And oh, if right. you entered that code the next time you start up, it picked up right where you left off on your season, scoring and everything. That's kind of cool. Your record, yeah. And I thought it was really cool. You could start in a pre-season, you could have a couple of pre-season games, you can go through the whole Season, and the playoffs, and then a the Super Bowl. I, th- I just thought it was really neat. Uh-huh. And back in the day, and again, it was really simplistic. The graphics were pretty simplistic. The, you know, you had four call uh, four plays that you can call on offense and defense. Either two pass or two um, runs, and on defense, you either you are basically calling what you think the other team's going to do. One of the right. two runs or one of the two plays, and if you call it correctly, they don't get nothing. You stuff that play. <clears throat> uh-huh. But it's bad if you call a run and they pass it and you don't have anyone covering a guy and oh crap. Yeah. So I I really like the game, but like anything else, you know, it, it becomes dated. You stop playing it. Madden Football came out and that kind of took over. It still has kind of that is the American football game. It's it's Madden, but I don't play it because it's so complex. I mean, I I've tried to play it. It's just it's way too much. It's like I. I don't want to spend a year just trying to figure out how to play this game, and a new version is going to come out a year from now. And it looks amazing, don't get me wrong. I mean, it looks pretty realistic. But yeah. I, I just want to play a quick game, you know? Yeah. I
1: think that's a mistake a lot of games make. Now, I was thinking about this before. A lot of these free-to-play games, particularly now, because they want to put so much stuff in there to try and get you to uh, buy more things, they make them intensely complicated. Yeah. And, and yeah, I find them, you know, maybe, maybe it's part of getting old, but I find them I just don't have the interest in learning, like, really
0: complicated games nowadays. So all this leads me to, uh, I don't know, I was on some a couple different websites. I was looking for um, a, a few things. In the future, I want to do something with my uh, uh, Super Pac-Man arcade. Yeah. Uh, right now I've got a 60 and one in it, but I thought, you know, I do have uh, two of these mini-computers. Maybe I could put MAME on one and rig it so it could either play the arcade board that's in there or flip a switch and then it could play, you know, an actual computer hooked up to the same uh-huh. controls and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's not very complex how I want to do it. It's just a, a two-in-one JAMA harness and switcher. and it, It's not a big deal, but I was just kind of researching... You know, And I'm talking about probably summer or fall before I would even think about doing it. I've already got everything I need except for a harness, which is like 10 bucks. But mm-hmm. regardless, yeah, it's nothing I'm going to do right away. But I was still kind of looking into it. And I was on some website, and it said uh, Tecmo Super Bowl 2016 live stream. But then it said it had ended. And I thought, well, what is that? So I followed it, and I watched a replay. And it is the Tecmo Bowl that I remember, except homebrew people have now got a hold of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Tecmo is even in business anymore. Probably not. (laughs) No. You know. But here's this game that I remember on the NES, and they're playing it on an NES, but it's not exactly the way I remember it. There's now four plays on offense and four plays on defense the graphics are about the same uh, the cutscenes all look about the same but there's more complexity to it not not overly complex but there's more complexity to it you could change players uh, you can see stats on players so if you got one guy that's more of a, a power runner you know he can mm-hmm. take more hits and you just need like two yards you could swap him out instead of your speedy back who might get stuffed in the backfield. Um, but they're, it's complex and I'm like, wait a minute, this is pretty cool. And then I noticed as they're playing, it's current players. Yeah, It's the new teams and not, and, and the original one was limited to like, I think I'm going to say like 12 or 16 teams. So it wasn't even the full NFL, which always ticked me off because of course my lions were never there. Yeah. But this new version has all the teams. So I found a link to Tecmo Super Bowl or TecmoBowl.org. And sure enough, they have modified the game. You can download the ROMs, and you can actually play it. And that's what I've been doing the last couple days. Uh, I've got an NES emulator for the Mac called uh, Nestopia, N-E-S-T-O-P-I-A, Uh, Mm -hmm. That combined with this little shareware game enhancer thing, I use my USB NES controller, which I did a review at MyMac.com probably 10 years ago. I mean, I've had this thing forever. Yeah. Um, I plug that into my Mac. I fire up Nestopia. And I'll be honest, I already had every Nintendo NES game on my uh, main cabinet. Uh-huh. So, I could already play all those games. I just usually don't. I usually play actual arcade games, yeah, but I downloaded this new ROM, fired up nestopia, opened that file, and there it is and I've been playing it for the last couple of days and I and I actually was going through their website they've got versions going back the last few years. yeah, it looks like nine years they've been doing this This is <laughs> do i and I watched their playoffs and then I watched their Super Bowl uh the guys doing the announcing was terrible. They should totally hire yeah. me to do that but <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, well, they're talking to people in the audience, and it's like, dude, call the game. This is an actual yeah. game being played. Call the game. That's, I, and I was, I watched. You know, the games are only they set them to like three minute quarters, so right. It, it's it's like fifteen minutes to watch an entire game with timeouts yeah. and stuff. Um, but I was fascinated. It was so much fun to watch it. I could not wait. I I watched it all before I found the the ROM and everything to start playing it myself, but. Dude, it's so much fun. I, it's, I love the fact that here's a bunch of enthusiasts who have a once-a-year event, and I believe it was in Milwaukee this year. It might always be in Milwaukee. I don't know. I just don't know enough about it. But they get together with some of these best players, and they have competitions, and they crown a Super Bowl champion Well, using yeah. this game that originally came out in 89 for the what NES. I done, yeah.
1: I mean this looks amazing uh, I mean the, the amount of effort and fan service gone into this really impresses me. What I don't understand is bearing in mind the NFL kind of makes it so that most of you in public can't use the word Super Bowl without paying a license. Really. Yeah. Is how the hell they've got away with this? It's got NFL logos, it's got all the teams and everything in there. Yeah, I everything. can't understand how the uh the NFL's lawyers have not come down on this.
0: I'm not I don't get me wrong, I'm hoping they don't, but If it's been going on this long, they probably know it's happening. But it's it's eighty nine technology that they're using. I mean, and they're not selling anything; it's completely free. Yeah, well, yeah. Come on, do you think the
1: NFL cares about that?
0: I know. (laughs) It's it's I'm blown away by this. This is just really, really great. It it really is. Um, They got. I mean, they got videos and. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and I, I'm just really happy to have found this because I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. Cool.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's good that uh, it's good that you've rediscovered that little piece of your uh, youth. The
0: funny, you know, the funny thing is, I actually played the the regular Tecmo Bowl on mm-hmm. my emulator about eight nine months ago. I was just messing around. I was like, "Oh, Tecmo Bowl," and I played it. But it's you know it's pretty simple. Plus, it didn't have my lions, so I'm like, I don't want to play another team. Yeah. Um, but with this man, I downloaded uh 2013, 14, 15, and 16 of this uh, emulator or this ROM. Um, I found that the lions from 2014 are the best though. We'll see what they. Would be. Well, they made the playoffs that year, and they suck since. So, um, no, I, I just I, I love this concept of home brewing an old game and there's a community all around it doing stuff with it. Uh-huh. Very social. That's cool.
1: Yeah. It's it's interesting cuz I mean many of the several several times the some of the old games that I've been into uh i have have become embroiled in legal fights and that sort of thing elite which I talked about before which yep. is a, you know one of the uh, probably the original kind of 3D space trading simulator games um it was written by two guys in university here in britain um and they went different ways and uh at one point one of them was offering pretty much every version of that game that was ever released off his website and then the other guy threatened to sue him and it was all ugly they've kind of sorted it all out now but it was very ugly for a few years and also as well for a few years there was a guy he'd basically rewritten the game from scratch himself um had not touched the original source code
0: and was still kind of descended on by the lawyers. And, uh, yeah, I remember the guy that did the test, uh, the Tempest thing. Yeah. We talked yeah, about so, that like six yeah. months ago. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So uh, it's good to see that in some respects the lawyers don't always be.
0: And I also like the fact that you don't need the best graphics in the world to have a fun game. Here's a game yeah. that's, what, 30 years old? And people are still playing it. I mean it's got a a passionate following
1: that's yeah you know what that is cool
0: and i like that but the flip
1: side of that is something that really irritates me now is the amount of games coming out particularly on on ios that deliberately use low-res graphics kind of as a stylistic thing and i look at a lot of these and i think you know what your game is really quite good but it would be so much better if i could really see more of what's going on so why have you gone with this kind of retro 8-bit
0: pixel feel rather than actually draw, <laughs> you know, draw yeah. graphics. It, it, some of it works like I was playing a game the other day called uh, Neon Drive and it's basically um, an endless runner driving game mm-hmm. and the track is coming towards you yeah. and as you're moving your car back and forth left to right it leaves this kind of a neon streak it's very 80s ish and yeah. uh, it kind of works for me I, I actually kind of like it and there's like obstacles on the racetrack that you have to avoid and it's only four positions so you're just it's it's left left right right left left right left right you know the whole time uh, but i kind of enjoy it it's it's kind of it doesn't need those complex graphics so in some respects i agree with you if you're gonna spend this much money to to develop a game make it look nice there's you know, another racing who,
1: yeah yeah there's another racing game on the app store called horizon oh, Chase. i love
0: that game but the yep.
1: thing is, that is—I mean—it's very much inspired by pole position and that sort of thing. Yet it, it uses modern graphics in a in a retro way. Yep. And this is what I'm talking about. You can make something that has a retro feel without making it look like ass. Yeah. And that's what Horizon Chase. If you if, if anyone uh, who's into iOS racing has not played Horizon Chase, I really
0: recommend it because it is.
1: One of the best racing games yeah, on the App
0: Store. That's two recommendations yeah. here on TechFan yeah. for that game. I, I think I've got to. I think I've unlocked like eight cars, nine cars. I haven't played it in a while, to be honest, though. No. No, but that, it's one of those things you can just pick up anytime you want. And, and it uh, plays just. In is. fact, here's the funny thing most gaming that I do on iOS is on my iPad. Mm-hmm. But that game, Horizon Race, I actually like it much better on my iPhone it mm-hmm. just it it i i don't know why it's yeah. it's easier to hold the iphone to do that game than an ipad mm-hmm. yep. I, I, now you've got an ipad pro isn't that kind yeah. of big to be playing games on especially racing games good lord you, know, uh, you yeah
1: race. it is it is i mean um the, the ipad pro is brilliant if you have an mfi controller cuz you can just prop it up and yeah. then it's yeah. you know it's like having a console um it's not so great you it's not you can. Pl- I, I, I have played a few games on it where I am kind of holding the iPad side by side and using my thumbs on it. But the other problem is many, many of the uh, iOS games have not been scaled for the iPad Pro, so they kind of blow up, which puts the controls in slightly the wrong position and makes them too large. And yeah. so, um, you know, but with a, a machine with Pro in its name, you wouldn't normally expect to be designed purely for gaming. I, so. I'm still
0: waiting for some. Particular games to come out on iOS. Why, why hasn't Blizzard released Diablo? Why hasn't they released Warcraft Two, or hell, even Warcraft Three for that matter? It's a ten-year-old game at this point. But do they not like money? I mean, <laughs> they they would play just fine on a touch screen. In fact, Warcraft Two would be amazing, or StarCraft, Oh the original StarCraft. Oh my yeah. God! Could you imagine how big StarCraft would be on the iOS? Yeah. What are they? Allergic to money? Are they making so much money still still from World of Warcraft? I can't well, imagine.
1: I sus well, I don't know, I suspect they're doing very
0: well from from what they do, but um I don't know. I it, it's there's a huge untapped market right there, and I just don't I don't get it. There's some of the, the best games ever made and yet it's not I, I on would, iOS or Android. I
1: I would kill to see um Diablo not Diablo three. Diablo 2 on iOS uh, would be be fabulous.
0: I I think Warcraft 2 with multiplayer would be, I think it would take over iOS gaming. Have you ever played Warcraft 2?
1: I played it very briefly. I never really got into it, to be honest.
0: You should go back. You could probably pick it up for just next to nothing now. Uh, And uh, there's patches to play it on your modern operating system. Um, well, you've got some older machines anyways. You you should really yeah. check that out. I think you would like it even more now than than you remember. Sure. It's yeah. a good one.
1: I, I should do that. I, I wonder if it's available on the uh, good old games.
0: Might be. Hmm. Probably not. No, no,
1: they don't tend to release their stuff on
0: the... Uh, no, Blizzard's pretty... When it comes to you know what they do, they kind of keep a strong fist around that stuff. They do, but uh, did you see uh, they just updated
1: Diablo 2? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) They made it compatible with Windows 10, the latest version of OS 10. And you know, that's cool, but it's like, come on, guys, if you're going to spend the money to update at this point, what's a 15-year-old game? Yeah. Diablo 2 came out in June 2000. Wow, did it really? Yeah. I'm going to check my Mac, because I think I was Diablo... I think I spelled it wrong. No, I spelled it right. Um, hmm. Diablo 2 Review by Tim Robertson, August 1st, 2000. Mm. So I did the review way back on that. It was 59 dollars uh, We did a, four, a fi- uh, 5.0, was the highest you can get back in the day. At my Mac, I gave it a 4.0. Yeah. There are a few problems. Most notably, the ability to save games only works by quitting the game. I can't save unless I quit the game? How much sense does that make? Also, once you have saved your game, I said you game. Uh, I should go back <laughs> and edit that. It seems that all the bad guys are back alive once you start again, which I later confirmed after reading somebody else's review. <clears throat> hmm. Well, it looks like I liked it back in the day. Yeah. I, You know, I still think I have that disc laying around somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> I,
1: well, I, I think I've told you this before. I bought Diablo two about four or five times because <laughs> every it's time I was traveling,
0: I felt like buying it because it was cheap. I, I would go out and just buy yeah, another $4.99. <laughs> yeah. $4.99. Yeah, it's. I think that was on Steam for a while too. It still yeah. might be. I remember. I think I remember seeing it on Steam just like ninety percent off. I didn't yeah, buy yeah, it, but, but I was like, wow. And,
1: I mean, true. and if you, if you like that sort of game, I mean, Diablo 3 looks very nice and everything, but I've talked before about how you have to have uh, a Battle.net account, and you have to be online all the time, and um, it's, considering what it's doing, it's got quite high system requirements. Diablo 2 is basically the same game, so yeah. you well, save yourself some money. Well,
0: I tell you, there's one game that never came out for a modern operating system, uh, came out in '97, called Myth: The Fallen Lords. It was by Bungie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was one of my favorite. What happened games. to them? I bet they bet they're out of business now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they they made that right before they got bought by Microsoft. Uh, and of course, Bungie became known as the Halo Company. And yeah. now they're doing what is that new game? Destiny. Yeah, Destiny. Which yes. I have. It it looks like online multiplayer Halo.
1: Uh, it's it's awful. It's absolutely awful. I I talked um why why you're away uh, working earlier in the year. I talked to Owen about this. But the fact that I had a copy. Oh uh, yeah, from, like, so I remember. That. Yeah, and it and it installed it. Uh, Fifteen gig of download. Like, before it would let me play. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. That's... yeah. And then I started playing it, and it wasn't really all that good. No. I'm sure if you into if you're into the online stuff, it's fine. But as a generic shooter, it sucks. Oh,
0: yeah, and you know, at our age, we're you and I don't really play online games all that often. Well, the,
1: the thing was, is I I could live with all that online stuff. I just don't want it shoved down my throat. I yeah. don't want to have to do it just to play the game. Well, so I I started running through the story, and it has a, a single player story, and all of a sudden these kind of these online dudes were there in my game, and they they started interfering with my game. <laughs> you know,
0: and it was just like screw you guys, go away. Yeah, well, with <laughs> but, myth the fallen Lords. I played that for a number of years and, uh, I used to play online via modem and mm-hmm. it played great. I remember I, <laughs> my, my, one of my earlier brushes with, uh, someone at the time, not really famous, but I knew who he was. Um, I forget what I, what my team's name was. It was two of us. And, uh, I kept playing this other team they were called the silent bobs and, right. and, um, uh, I said, "Why are you guys called the Silent Bobs?" And got one guy said, "Oh, it's a character I play." And it was Kevin Smith. Wow. And I, oh, that was pretty cool. Uh we we probably played those guys 20 times. I don't know who his partner was. But it's uh 80. it we were pretty even. I think, you know, out of the 20 times we played, I probably won maybe 12 times. Well, I was a little bit better. Um but that it was a fun game. You I tell you what, if you want to see some fun stuff, watch some Myth of the Fallen Lords videos on YouTube mm. and see what a fun game that could be on oh, iOS. Looking at the uh, Wikipedia page here, it says this thing
1: on Metacritic has a 91 out of 100 rating.
0: Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> That's pretty good. It was yeah. so good. It was basically you you it's war and uh, there's a i remember there was little exploding guys that i would try to sneak around behind the guys and they're like really slow zombies and if you got too close they would just kind of blow up mm-hmm. it was i, I love that game it was so much fun i uh i
1: used to play um a similar sort of game to this it was called total annihilation oh sure absolutely uh, which was basically it was like um it was it was much better than command and conquer it had robots in it i liked uh, command and conquer too yeah, & Conquer was good but but Total Annihilation was much better. Um for a start all the it kinda had this pseudo three D graphic style that was really good. It made it really easy to see what's going on. Uh and
0: yeah, I played the hell out of that game really did. Fun stuff. Uh we'll start writing about what we're talking about down. So I got that. We talked what was the other games that we're talking about? Temco? Take my Ball. And what was the other one? Diablo?
1: Diablo too, yeah. And Warcraft 2. And funnily yeah. enough, you know, I, I I did a search for Diablo on iOS Blizzard, <laughs> and all it came back was people going, people either writing uh, blog posts saying why doesn't Blizzard do Diablo on iOS, or other people going, what are the most, uh, what are the best games that are most like Diablo two on iOS?
0: <laughs> so there's definitely a demand there. Oh, I, there's no question. That's why I'm saying that. Uh... I don't know why they don't do it. I mean, it seems like they're allergic to money because if if that many people are asking for it, and they know what they've got. It's not like it's not like they're like, well, uh, it's such an old game. Nobody would play it. Really? Everybody would play it. It's amazing. Uh, I think I did a review of Warcraft 2 on it. Yeah, Blizzard don't appear to do anything on mobile at all. No, that's the thing. I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah, I did the review of. War. Oh,
1: they've sorry. They've got this Hearthstone, which is kind of a card game on um, yeah.
0: iOS. And, and I think they yeah. did a pirate game or something too at one point, or that maybe that was somebody else. I know. I I know that Hearthstone's pretty popular.
1: I'm also reading about it on Touch Arcade. So, you know, but yeah, it's not
0: not an action RPG. That's what we want. Yeah, I did the review of Warcraft Two as well. And believe it or not, October first, nineteen ninety six. I've been doing this crap for a long time, man. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I'm going to put Some, a review. Somebody should have put stop to it by now. <laughs> uh, yeah, you would think. <laughs> it should be a law. <laughs> At the end of my review, I put again: Run, don't walk to your nearest software store and buy Warcraft <laughs> you Two. Your nearest software store. That was a different time in uh, computing, wasn't it? I- I'll put a note for anybody who's interested, and I don't know why you would be, but maybe you are. If you're interested in reading my old-ass reviews of Diablo two and Warcraft two, it will be at uh, both MyMac.com and TechFanPodcast.com in the show notes for show 246. Uh, I'll also have a uh, link to the Tecmo Super Bowl that we were talking about at the beginning of the show and the Wikipedia page for Myth the fallen lords that david was talking about let's take a quick break and we'll be right back when the rock is not making movies or laying the smackdown on fools the rock listens to the tech fan podcast with tim and david can you smell what the rock is cooking back here on tech fan 246 tim robertson that's me David cohen that's me Ooh, oh i didn't know tim was going to do that <laughs> <laughs> we would love to get feedback from you real easy to do you can send us email the show at tech the show at tech or go to techfanpodcast.com. Or MyMac.com, leave a message, and uh, we'll see it. We'll read it here on the show. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at Podcast, and the same thing at Facebook. I do got some cool news, real quick, before we jump into uh, what you got in the show notes, David. This guy? Um, as you know, and people who uh, listen to the show, I also own MyMac.com. Uh-huh. Um, but there's an, and the Stoplight Network. But there's another uh, property that I've owned that was quite active for a while, but it kind of went dormant, and it's called App Minute. The idea there was uh, my co-founder at the time, Sam Levin and I, we were kind of excited back in 2010 about all the apps that were coming out for iPhone and the newly released iPad, so we wanted to start a podcast that was like five minutes or less on a daily basis, Monday through Friday that people could subscribe to and learn about new apps for their phones. We thought it was a pretty good idea. And so we launched it, and uh, we went, I'm going to say, about 260 episodes. Um, I don't know. if Did you ever contribute to At Minute? I don't remember. I I like have, I've did. got a feeling
1: I might have.
0: If I did, it was only once or twice. Yeah. It wasn't uh, a regular gig. You know what? I can look here real quick. So as I'm looking that up. Uh, that brings me to... I, I still own it. It's still it has been sitting there. But uh, let's see. David Cohen. Mm, do, 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 no results. So I guess maybe you didn't. No, maybe not. So it went through a couple different iterations. Uh, Sam was doing the show initially. Uh, I did a few episodes as well. Uh, John Nemo took it over for a while. Uh, Michael Breed, I remember he did a few episodes, and I think maybe even Donnie Ankle might have done an episode or two. I can't remember. Um, but it was Nemo and it was uh, Michael Breed at the end. And me. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't have a, a the sustainability that we've had with the MyMac podcast, with TechFan podcast. Um, so I didn't get rid of it, but it just kind of sat dormant. Well, as you know, Uh, What's old is new again. Sam Levin and I have been talking and he really wants to get this thing going again. But, unlike the first time, Sam really wants to do video. So it's going to be screen recordings with his voiceover videos at atminute.com. They're going to be posted up on YouTube and we'll have the embed codes and all that stuff at atminute.com. But, the podcast itself is also going to come back. Ew. And Owen Rubin and I have been talking about this. As you know, Owen was one of our co-hosts for a while here on Tech Fan. But it, three of us on a regular basis on the show was just, it was too busy. It was too much. Yeah. Um, we tend to step on each other. and it, The conversation just didn't flow with three people at once. Occasionally, I think it's great, but uh-huh. every week it was just too much. And we did get some complaints from people. Like you know, I, I like, I like Owen, I like David, I like you, but it's just on a consistent basis, it's too much. So we listened, and we, you know, um, Owen's just an occasional co-host at this point, but he really does want to get back into podcasting. Of course, as you know, because you had him here on the show, uh, he got hurt. Yeah, and that kind of derailed our plans temporarily because you know when you're in a lot of pain and you're going through rehab and stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, podcasting isn't really high on your priority list, and you can't really concentrate on that. Your 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 concentration is I want to get better. I don't want to be in pain anymore. But he is getting better. We have revisited. In fact, we talked yesterday, and he is very interested in being the podcaster at App Minute. Um, but it's going to evolve beyond just iOS, David. He's going to f- look at Android a lot as well. So, At Minute is making a comeback. Cool. So if you guys want to follow at Minute, just go to AtMinute.com. I will have a link in the show notes to it, so you don't have to remember the name. Uh, there is a couple... Uh, there is some new content up there, but this is really Sam testing it out still. Um, but there's already a couple videos, so you guys can check that out. And once it officially launches, uh, we'll let you guys know, and we'll start playing ads for it here on TechFan. Cool. So what's going on with these notes that you put in here, David? Well, yeah, I mean, the first there. one is, is kind of, wow. <laughs> well,
1: this, this kind of falls under the uh, under the uh, kind of, I really can't believe that's actually happening.
0: And this kind of Thank falls <laughs> under the, yeah, let's definitely give a government the ability to unlock any phone. Because <laughs> they're, that's they're so- totally responsible. Because, yeah, because they never get anything wrong. No. So this is the F35
1: which is uh, the um the uh, new new fighter plane fighter bomber plane that's being developed for the uh, air force uh, and this thing is not coming cheap. Yeah. It's, you know, latest generation joint strike fighter is going to be offered to the Marines and to uh, to the Navy uh, and there's basically this plane is meant to do everything. It's stealthy, it's technical. It's got all the latest technology in it. It's got a radar that apparently, uh, at the moment, keeps locking up and slowing down, and then they have to reboot it while the plane is flying. (laughs) Quite literally. The best way to sort out the radar while you're in battle against the enemy is to turn it off and
0: on again. (laughs) I I don't... You're laughing. I don't see the problem. What's, (laughs) What's the problem? The problem is they are trying... This is... This is
1: software. This version of the software, and and of course, this is the problem. Is so much of this stuff is software now rather than hardware. Right. Um, <coughs> uh, is 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 planned to be used when this uh, plane is assessed for initial operational capability. Um, so this is kind of you know this is kind of a major testing point for this aircraft you would expect by the you know imagine it was a piece of software this would be you know going into beta testing you would imagine that the bulk of it was kind of nailed down and was right and it was kind of fit and finish stuff that you would be working on before you get to final release and instead they have something that um Yeah, basically the radar uh, is not able to stay up and running. After a while, the radar starts to degrade and it slows down and eventually they have to literally restart it to, uh, to bring it back again. And this is stunning. Um... Uh, it really is, is that is that for a, a program that is so expensive and this is also something that's been overrunning and is late uh, and is costing a fortune, it boggles the mind that uh, military developers, you know, and the very definition of mission critical um, can't, can't, can't deliver something that works properly. It really, really does.
0: Doesn't surprise me a bit. I mean, I don't know, I hear a lot of these type of stories living in the U.S., that you may not hear over there. And I've been hearing it for many years. So I, the, the the issue has always been <clears throat> the government always goes with the lowest bidder. And, and that's, I, I've never understood that when it came to the, the military. It's like, really? You go with the guy who does it the cheapest? Oh, you gotta save the taxpayers' money. You know what? Spend a little bit. It's okay. We, we, we don't have a problem spending a little bit extra for good stuff. We, could, we want our soldiers to come home after you needlessly send them into a uh, battle. Anyways, I should not to yeah. talk about that. Probably
1: not worth getting into the politics of it, but no. from a technical point of view, it, I just, you know. It's um, crazy. It is crazy. And, uh, yeah, like you say, it doesn't represent good value for money.
0: You know, David, I remember doing this show five years ago. And uh the PlayStation Network got kinda hacked. A big Yeah. Big data breach. I got an email about it. <laughs> yeah. I thought, okay, yeah, well, that's great. Five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. Uh, apparently,
1: apparently now you can get a game for your PS3 compensation.
0: Yep. They after five years over what, tens of millions of users. Sony, and I, by the way, I haven't got contacted yet, yeah. is uh, giving game codes away for the PS3, which is, what, two and a half, three years out of date now? Yeah. I've got two of them, so I, and I still play it a lot. Uh, and Cole and, and Brooke and Julie play the PS3 all the time. <coughs> they it, The PS3 still gets a lot more use than our, my PS4, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, and PSP, which is... PSP, no longer available. Just discontinued two years ago. Yeah, and now they're giving codes to as part of the uh, out-of-court settlement. This is Sony should be shamed for this. They really should.
1: Yeah. Now the article here that that I've linked to talks about oh the painfully slow resolution case a powerful illustration of how inefficient the U.S. court system can be. Why? Why did Sony need to be sued with a class action lawsuit to settle this? You know, why didn't they? Just as soon as the lawsuit came, they went. You know what? You're absolutely right. We screwed up. Um, and you know what? These games don't cost us anything to make extra copies. So why don't we just give everybody who was breached what what they ask for without fighting it in court? It's a seventeen point seven five million dollar class action settlement.
0: It's kind of disgusting. It, it
1: is. It, it you know in contrast that with with the. Blizzard, who, who just updated their uh, 16-year-old game to make sure you can still play it. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, at least we're criticizing Blizzard for saying, why aren't they doing something in mobile? But at least they are working on things, things that are useful to their customers.
0: Oh, you, you well, bought that game from us for 60 bucks 15 years ago? Here's a pat so you can continue to play it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, seriously, how much does Blizzard still make off of that game?
1: Well, Diablo 2, I don't know. Uh, apparently, it still has a quite a, a vibrant online community. But that, that's the other thing. They still support the servers that let you play it. Yeah. Which other game company lets you do that? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I had a good pop at Blizzard when I started playing Diablo 3. I was pretty annoyed about the whole online thing and, and all of that. But, you know, at least they can stand by their products.
0: There's um, no question about that. And Sony, you've got to sue them to get them to do the right thing. That's right, yeah. So, and it yeah. wasn't even like they denied that this happened. <laughs> I, if you That's remember right, saying. why fight it in court? <laughs> w- wasn't they? If I, if I'm remembering right, <clears throat> my voice, by the way, if, for those wondering, <clears throat> believe it or not, all I did was swallow coffee wrong earlier and gave me a coughing fit, and it's uh, <clears throat> kind of painful. <clears throat> if I'm right, if my memory serves. They were down. They took the PlayStation Network down for like two months, six weeks, yeah. something like that, in response to this. So people who bought games that required online play couldn't even play those games for six months. Yeah. Well, The, the consequence? Mean, yeah. Five years later, you get five-year-old <laughs> games for free, two of them. Well, no, that's not <laughs> yourself out. Them.
1: But some of the games are even older than that some of them are 2008 uh eight year old games mm-hmm. so uh, um yeah i mean i mean part of the problem is that we, we're unclear on the details is because sony's been hacked so many times it's hard to keep track about which one we're talking about
0: yeah we were just talking about security last week we didn't even bring up sony and they're probably one of the the most agree and they're a computer company they're a technology company yeah and, and they're so egregious when it comes to protecting your data. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So anyway, enjoy those five-year-old games. Maybe mm-hmm. you can pop down to GameStop and pick up a used PSP.
0: We joke, play. but I, we joke. <laughs> but I'm talking about playing a 30-year-old game at the beginning of the show. Well, yeah, but <laughs> do we think the games they're giving away as part of the settlement are worth uh, are of that quality? Uh, Super Stardust HD was not too bad of a game when it came out. What? When it came out eight years eight ago. Eight years ago yeah <laughs> it was that was a pretty good game. I'm sure I couldn't go to the store and find it for a nickel now. Oh uh, I think they are giving you free free downloadable then I tell you what's not free are these v r headsets coming out David Oh you know what i i it seems to me that when you have
1: a technology that just looking at it from the outside appears to be so geeky and so niche. Uh and so what would I want that for? Unless you're a hardcore whatever, gamer, designer, you know, you want to go in virtual museums, stuff like that. These are all, you know, kind of vertical um platforms it it seems to me that if you want to turn that into mainstream and we've been here before with vr yeah what you have to do is you have to make it accessible and one of the ways you make that accessible is making it cheap enough that it's a no-brainer to buy and instead what we have is oculus rift they they kind of screwed up their announcement because they kind of led people to believe that that it would be around $350, which, while it's expensive, is more affordable. It turns out when they actually announced it, it's selling for $600. Oh, and by the way, you need a $1,500 PC if you want it to work properly.
0: And it won't work with the Mac, and the fact that uh, the guy actually came out and said, Well, when Apple makes a good computer, then we'll make it compatible. Well, you know what? So I, I, I kind of
1: agreed with him on that. I had a little bit of sympathy with him on that. I mean, mm-hmm. the Mac is many things, but a, it's not a, a, gaming a hardcore computer. gaming machine. This no. is not. Yeah. Um, and then the h c
0: Vive is eight hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Some there was there was when I I, I think it might have been Ars Technica, but honestly, it was it was probably The Verge. Which, by the way, The Verge is really becoming a shitty site now. What's um, becoming? It was it always was? I mean, it's getting worse. But it's getting much worse. Yeah. Um, there was pundits saying, you know what. The HTC Vive is going to be what's going to resurrect HTC because they're not selling the headsets like they used to. So this is going to be it for them, and this is a great thing, and people are going to love it. Really? $800? $800. And
1: and also the HTC one is you need a lot of space for it. You basically need to dedicate a room to it because it actually comes with two light laser scanners you have to put in the corner of the room so it can see where you are in the room. I don't know, um, uh, who? and so so to move around a virtual space, you need to have things you can't you you, can, you can't cluster in your room because you can't see anything. So you're gonna be tripping over your couch. You so know, you need a big empty yeah, room,
0: exactly. Which we've all got. We all got a big holodeck in our house. Just ready to go. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, I posted a photo on. Obviously, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I posted a funny photo up on. Facebook, on my personal page, which anybody, by the way, can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm pretty much wide open there. Send me a friend request. Um, And it it was a picture of a kid sitting in front of a TV in, like, the 70s. -hmm. And it says, uh, you know what, instead of trying to guess, because I don't... It was clever, but... My memory isn't going to be as clever as the picture itself was. Is this so. the one that I sent you? I think oh I yeah, sent- I think you sent this to me because I posted it on my Facebook page. Yeah, um, yeah, it was,
1: it was pretty. It, it amused me. <laughs> yeah, uh, where is it? So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, so it says,
0: yeah, it says it shows a kid sitting right in front of a TV, and it says. Mom, don't sit too close to the TV. It's bad for your eyes. And then twenty years later, of course, it's got a guy with the Oculus Rift on, freaking out, and it's
1: yeah, and he's got an L- a pair of L- L- LCD monitors yeah. so attached to his face.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot you sent that to me. <laughs> Did you send that to me, knowing that you were going to put this in the show notes, or
1: no, I didn't actually. I just thought it was funny.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'll put this graphic. If I remember, I'll put this graphic in the uh, show notes. Yeah, because it's it's a pretty good one. I liked it a lot. But this is this is the thing with – if you're it, it's you, – you are
1: deliberately with this technology kind of closing yourself off from the world. It's the very definition of antisocial. And uh, for it to become mainstream for more than people who want it for porn, which I think is probably where its biggest market is going to be. It has to be accessible because you, if everyone's go, if you if you're going to go into a virtual world for gaming or for whatever it is, you're not going to want to do that on your own. You're going to want to interact with other people, which means other people around you need to be wearing the same stuff. So it's got to be cheap enough that you can have more than one or two of them. And they're you know, pricing. It, it seems
0: like they're pricing it out of the market right out of the gate. I think I think the problem
1: is they're so excited about hardcore gamers and you read a lot of commentary now about you know hardcore PC gaming is is very lucrative and well you know it is but it is by definition a niche not many people go out and spend thousands of dollars on hardcore gaming rigs with all the configuration and everything that's that's involved with that.
0: And then on uh, top of that, oh, by the way, the monitor that you just spent all that money on, yeah, you don't even need it for this. Just spend uh, another 600 bucks and strap this to your head and you're good to go. I just don't, I really, it, it just seems to be kind of fantasy
1: land the, the way they're uh, pitching this and it, and it needs to be mass market. If you want to make this technology uh, useful to everybody, it must be mass market, and at these sort of prices, it just isn't. And I'm sure—don't get me wrong—I'm sure the, the experience of using these things is amazing. I have no doubt. I'm not denigrating the technology. We're all about the technology here. I, and I, I tried would, it. I thought it was pretty cool, but yeah, I would give my back teeth to have one of these. Yeah, but I wouldn't go out and buy one at this sort of money. Um, it's and crazy the problem is—is is that is that only true hardcore. Um, guys are going to be interested in this at this sort of price. It needs to be much cheaper, and they, I think they need to be building the technology down to that because you know what? An immersive experience, even if it's low-res, even if it doesn't have you know, positional audio and knows where you are in the room and everything, is still, with the right software is still going to be really, really cool.
0: And, but it's also you know, going to be really, really expensive to develop anything for this.
1: Oh, yeah, look at the cost of game development
0: as it is. Right, and they just, just have try- to worry about 1080p.
1: Yeah, and they have to worry about a a single camera. Now you've got something that can go 360 degrees and go to anywhere in the environment because the last thing you want if you're in a a 3D immersive environment is to to bump into some virtual wall because you're actually only looking at texture rather than actually looking at a 3D space.
0: Well, the one that that I used was on Rails, and I was just like, ah, it's cool, but it kind of sucks that it was on Rails because I couldn't really explore anything. You just kind of sit there and look around. Which is what you could do with like Google Glasses. You slide your phone into it, and it's on rails. You don't really get to move around anywhere because there's no control. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I don't. I really don't see it, and and it makes me sad because I think there are there is a huge opportunity to change the way we interact with our uh, our devices
0: and our software and everything, but not like this. No, I agree with you, and yeah, this is going to be a story that we're going to be following for the next few years. I just hope it doesn't go the way as 3D because. You know, we rallied against 3D when when they made the big pitch. When is it? 2013, 2012 yeah. at CES, we were just like, "This is so stupid! I'm not buying a new TV just to get a faux 3D thing going on." And we were absolutely right. Yeah. Here and, we're and- excited about the technology, but they're going to price it out of our range. It's like, are you serious? This is something that could be really cool. That could be. Used for multiple, obviously, we're kind of paying attention to the video game market when it comes to these, but it could be so much more. I mean, uh, imagine a Facebook, and this is kind of why Facebook bought Oculus Rift, um, in a 3D virtual world. That would be amazing, especially if the graphics are, you know, your avatars are, it's actually you. Um, And that's where the porn part comes in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, I don't know too many people who got six hundred or eight hundred bucks just you know laying around that they could drop for just a pair of goggles and maybe a glove.
1: Oh yeah, no software, by the way.
0: No software. <laughs> when it's when this comes out, software is going to be meager, almost non-existent, and it's going to be you know way behind what what the hardware could actually do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I don't. I I'm with you. I think that. It's still ahead of its time. I still don't think most people want to strap a, a pair of ski goggles to their face No. and okay. headphones just to yeah. just to play halo I mean yeah and the other thing as well is that if you've got a
1: fifteen hundred dollar pc that so you are presuming you're tethered to that so you
0: can't even walk around no you're you're sitting in a chair yeah I don't know id yeah. it's I get it but I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get the business model behind it. Let me put it that way. Yeah, just throwing money at a wall and see what sticks. David, my voice is getting worse and worse as we go on, so I should probably uh, bid uh, adieu to this episode of Tech Fan before <clears throat> I completely lose my voice. Because as you can hear, it's—I don't know if you can hear it actually. I can hear, but it's yeah, it's not doing well right now. It's okay, hard to swallow. Well,
1: Let's wrap it up. We've got one more topic that we can cover next week, probably in a little more detail.
0: Mm, I didn't even see what that was. I just saw the uh VR stuff man oh yeah, that one yeah yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that next week, okay, well, if you guys want to get a hold of us and we'd really appreciate it if you do uh well it's it, even if it's just a listening out here really enjoy the show, let us know. feedback goes a long way to a couple of lonely podcasters. Yeah. The show at techfampodcast.com is the email. Go to techfampodcast or mymac.com, and you can leave feedback there. If you're going to go to mymac.com, and I know a lot of people that listen to this, David, that's actually where they're finding the show is at mm-hmm. mymac.com. Uh, we do have a new email list. You can sign up. We're not going to spam you. Don't worry. You'll get an email at the uh, during the weekend on the content that maybe you missed. And uh, I usually put something in there you know some of our older content that you yeah. you might not have ever seen but i think it's kind of interesting it's either you know looking back on how quaint technology was that we we're talking about back in the day or well look at this it's still relevant today we've got 21 years worth of content and a good way to explore that is to sign up for our newsletter and uh, just have it delivered to your email box every weekend so uh, make sure Sounds you good. do that and, uh, again, we'll let you guys know when At Minute goes live. And uh, good thoughts going out to Owen. I hope he gets through his rehab okay. I, I did talk to him last night. He's still in a lot of pain, David. The doctor gave I'm him sure some medication, he and he said it, it really wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And, and with this medication, the doctor wouldn't even let him drive. So he finally stopped taking it. He's like, I, why ruin his liver for a drug that's not doing anything for him? Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. get well soon Owen uh Sam we're looking forward to uh, the new at minute videos and uh make sure you check out mymac and TechFanPodcast.com. see you later David see ya